Oh my gosh. We've got so much to talk about this week. That oh is true. Gosh. We have we have our third co-host here yep. again today. He's yep. here again. I'm here. <laughs> we like having him with us. We do like having I'm him with us. I'm probably going to be showing up more, so. Yeah, let's JP good. here with us. That's cool. So, we were not here last week, and we didn't tell you that we weren't going to be here until we just weren't here. And so we apologize for that. We, we seem to be taking weeks off and we don't need to do that. We need to... Well, we had something going on last weekend, so... And it was epic and I'm still paying for it a little bit because I am not 20 anymore. Right. Um, we went to, <laughs> we, we went to Dallas for my best friend's birthday and we got to hang out with some of his friends and and, uh, you know, he's a newlywed, so we got to hang out with both of them. And um, we went to the horse races that afternoon. And I've never been to a horse, you know, as much as, as like in, as, as into horses as I've been my entire life, I have never been to a racetrack and watched a horse race. That was a lot of, that was really cool. That was so much Trying fun. Trying to pick the winners. We're like, ah, oh, that one's all, I'll just suck on him. So let's vote for him <laughs> because, you know, hey, if he wins, we make some money. Right. And what aggravated me, though, is like... We, we uh, bet on every race. Yeah, we bet on every race. Not very much. You're like $2 a, you know, $2 $2 a, a race. $2 to $15 max. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I told her there was going to be an investigation on one of the horses that she bet on and won. Because <laughs> the horse's name was Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, put down, uh, I put down a $5 bet for Hillary to win, place, or show. So the total bet was $15. And ended up making $31 off that bet because Hillary won. Because Hillary won the damn race. <laughs> and then I felt so bad because the friend that we went up there for to see his, for his birthday party, <laughs> he was betting on horse number six. Whichever one was number six, that's the one he was betting on. And he did it, like, for the first three or four races. And then, like, one race, he's like, man, the odds are just so much better for this one on this race. I, I got to vote for this one this time. So he, he bet for a different one. And then horse number six won that race. Yeah, he lost every <laughs> single race. He picked the, he picked well he picked the horse that came in no, last. No, he did win one. He won the last race. Yeah. But every single race up to that point, he picked the horse that finished last. And it, it got to the point whenever it was time to place our bets, and I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm letting him bet first because I want to make sure I don't bet for whichever one he chooses. <laughs> That's how I, you know you have luck, to the point where you're so lucky that you're choosing the one that gets in last place. Every yeah. Time. Now, if you could bet on who finished last, no, that, man, yeah, that he would have, yeah, he would have went home a rich man. Uh, uh, maybe we should, last? maybe we should tell people who we are and and uh, who they found because well, we're three Shay's minutes. Lounge. This is Vaughn. That's Cricket, and this is JP. Now, yeah. where were we <laughs> this weekend? <laughs> And then from there, we went... Oh, wait, but we have to talk about uh, the stuff that was at the racetrack because we were in a special part of the racetrack. That's not where people normally go. There's a place down front right next to the track where you can go just... You, you have your tickets to get into the racetrack, and you can just stand down there for free. We were actually up in the second floor of the racetrack no, building. the second floor was just... Like, it was inside the building where people can go and sit and bet on a horse race. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was just, we it was like, third floor we were on the third floor. Where you could get food and drinks. Yeah. And that's when the drinking started. That, yeah, that's, that's. So we did quite a bit of drinking there. I think I had several rum punches and you had several beers. And yeah. And then from there, from there, we went. We went and checked into our hotel. Checked into the hotel. And then we went down to. We Ubered. 
to get to the, the bar. Cedar, the Cedar Springs Tap House is where we went. And then we drank a lot a there. A lot. I'm not... I, I figured out that Long Island iced teas are now my new favorite drink because you can't, man, you can't taste the alcohol in those. Hey, those lemon drops were good, too. Oh, I don't know how many lemon drops we had. But I, all I know, like, when we got home the next morning, well, I know when we woke up the next morning. Okay, let us back up. Hold on. We got back to the hotel, both drunk off our butts, got in the hotel, took out contacts, took off clothes, said, hey, baby, and then fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Passed out of sleep. Uh, that was on Saturday night, and then Sunday we get up at some point, and then we eventually left. And I, I put in for the day off on Sunday, but I yeah. wasn't sure if I was taking it off or not. But I'm pretty sure I might have still been drunk by the time we made it back to home. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That was a lot of drinking. It's probably a very, very good idea. We took it very, very slow on the way home and didn't get pulled over, didn't get... Cause, no. uh, now, we did have, have to pull over at one point because I got sick because I was the passenger and I don't do well as a passenger even when I'm sober. Yeah. But being, being still slightly trashed from the night before I was not agreeing with my stomach. Right. But, oh my gosh, we had so much fun and watching the horses and they were just so gorgeous when they were running and it was it was a fun, I like fun weekend. I that, that, that dirt kick that, that loam kick, kick up. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And it, there was, what, nine races? Nine races. It was nine races. And they were, I mean, they were quick. Yeah. And it was really cool because I thought you had to, like, go somewhere and place a bet. And you can. You can. Right. If you want to do that, they have, like, the old time, you know, you walk up to the window and you put down your money on that particular race. And they have little kiosks that you can go to, the little touchscreen kiosks that you can put your money in and you can place a bet that way. Or in the section that we were at where you had the table and they were serving you food and drinks... There's a lady that walks from table to table, and you place your bet with her. Mm -hmm. And she out the little ticket right there. And when, if and when you win, you just hand her the ticket back after the race, and she'll give you however much money you won. Yeah, she'll scan it and say, "Hey, you won fourteen dollars or whatever it was." Yeah, whatever it was. That's what I won on that one. I won fourteen dollars on my first one, and it was like a six dollar bet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was I was actually kind of pleased because we only came out of that. I think we only lost like $33 across nine races with both of us betting, which is not bad. Mm -mm. I mean, considering how much we could have lost. <laughs> considering we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Yeah. We're like, ooh, I like the name of that horse. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much how we were yeah, betting. Yeah, that's it's how like, we were betting. Ooh, that horse is pretty. I think I'll bet on that one. Well, the one that I won, I remember I was sitting looking at the horses actually walking down, and that one that was like real, real, almost black. Mm, yeah, that one was pretty. I was pretty. like, ooh, that was pretty. Okay, that's, that other horse is number four. I'm betting on that one because I just like the way that horse looks. <laughs> and, and, and that's the one that I won. It won by a lot, too. Yeah, it too. wasn't close. No, it was not close. And I, I, I kept telling Vaughn, I was like, watch the jockeys. See how still they are? Those are the ones that you can tell. The horse is just running by itself. You're not having to encourage it. That and his, his horse, the, the jockey, was just still the entire yeah, time. he was just hanging out in third place until that last turn. And he reached back to that little whip thing and just popped that horse one time. And it's like that horse went, whoop, and just turned on the freaking afterburner yeah. and smoked them in that final stretch. Yeah. I mean, just absolutely just smoked them. I was like, holy crap. 
<laughs> and it was it was cool watching the two the, the different types of races because they had some that were short, some that only used half the track, some of them that used the full track, which the track is a mile long, um, from from start to finish, as it, you know, and um, some of them were you know six furlongs, and some of them were half the track, and some of them were half mile, and some of them were exactly, and it was just neat seeing the differences between the races and seeing the differences between the horses. Yeah. And, some of them ran better on grass, and it was raining at one point, so they had to switch the the uh, the race from the dirt track to the no from the turf track to the dirt track, and it, it completely changed the odds of the entire race. It was neat because you could watch it, and like this one horse that it had two to one odds, now it had ten to one odds because now they were on dirt instead of grass. And if somebody bet on one of them too much, that would change the odds. Yeah. If too many people bet on one horse, that would change the odds. Yeah, and that, that was neat watching yeah. watching all that stuff. Because I don't know anything about horse racing. I, you know, that's that was never. I, I was quarter horses. You know, we did rodeos. We didn't do horse racing. So, but it was it was fun to it was fun to watch and and the drinking that night was. We were supposed to go um, on a bar crawl that night. Um, and it, the weather was just too bad, so we ended up staying at one. Yeah, it was raining too much. But we were we were over in the fun district, but we just we just stayed at the one bar and ended up almost shutting it down. And <laughs> it was a gay bar, so there was like all these hot guys around, and that was fun. <laughs> we were at least when you go to a bar like that with your wife and you're an old fat white dude. You don't really have to worry about anybody messing with you because you're an old fat white guy. Ain't nobody gonna talk to you in there. <laughs> see, I, I think. See, what what you're missing is that Vaughn describes himself as an old fat white guy, but what he is in the gay community is he is a daddy bear, and Ew. they are very desired. Ew. <laughs> no, thank you. So you know, if you decided you wanted to try that out, I'm just saying you would have no trouble. But I think there's not a lot of guys though. That's like me, that it didn't bother me one bit being in there. Yeah. You know, a lot of straight guys would never be caught dead in a place like that. Oh, I know, because it, it, it like, insults their hu it insults their masculinity or something. Yeah. You know, oh, I don't want no guy hitting on you. Dude, the guys are not worried about you. They don't, you're not their type. Trust me, you're not their type. Yeah, I mean, I just, it didn't bother me. I guess, I mean, because I've been, you know, like one of my very first bosses I ever had was a gay guy. You know, he was one of the best bosses I ever had. Not because he was gay. It Not just, because that he was, was just... gay, but he just—he was one of the best bosses I ever had that happened to be gay. Yeah. Put it that way, you know. And so I, it just what well, somebody else does with their life doesn't affect me. Well, and I don't care what they do. If you're smart as a straight man, you will go into a gay bar and weaponize that and get yourself free drinks all night because they will load you up. Do like women do, you know, go into these gay bars and get yourself some free drinks and yeah. you're good to go. Talking about all this reminds me of a story that I heard. Talking about this, about this reminds me of a story that I heard. It was, um, it was at this, uh, this person, uh, always went down to this one bar and, um, got one drink and then left. And every time he went in there, he was called the dumbest person in the world. Because the bartender would hold up a dollar and a quarter and would ask, hey kid, which one do you want? And the kid would always choose the quarter. And one of the guys that was inside the bar who hadn't been there before went outside and asked the kid, 
why he chose the quarter, not the dollar. It's be, um, and the kid answered, as soon as I pick the dollar, the game is over. Yeah. <laughs> they want to show everybody how dumb I am and how I keep taking the quarter. So he probably took, you know, five hundred dollars worth of quarters. Five hundred dollars worth of quarters. <laughs> but he's right. If he had taken that dollar bill that one time, he wouldn't have done it anymore. <laughs> smart dude. Very smart dude. All right. We gonna get into this because we got some stuff to talk about. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, what kind of sections do you want to start on? Well, I, can we talk about my knee? Because I, I have, I have, I've done something to my knee and I don't know what I've done. My entire right leg hurts a lot. We yeah, we we need to figure out. What, I think he's got growing pains, but yeah, it's probably that. I am hitting that around that time where I'm gonna where you guys estimated that I'm gonna be hitting. Uh, my growth spurt mm -hmm. and also puberty is around that time too. What so grade are you gonna be in next year? Sixth. Six. Yeah, he's gonna hit his growth spurt. So I hit mine sixth, seventh. The summer after seventh grade. I'm gonna and be. I, oh, keep going. No, go ahead. I'm gonna be really surprised if whenever I'm in like sixth grade, I'm gonna be like the shortest person there, and then in seventh grade, I'm gonna be the tallest person there, or in seventh grade, I'm gonna be the shortest and then the tallest <laughs> in eighth. So well, with me. I can remember, I didn't realize how much I grew over the summer after my seventh grade year. Mm -hmm. Because I can remember, you remember how everybody looks. Mm -hmm. And when I got back to school, when I was in eighth grade, I was like, where'd all these short dudes come from? <laughs> <laughs> I left school a few months ago, they were all taller than me, and now I'm looking down on them, you know? Well, when, remember when we took him to the doctor a few weeks ago for his for his well child checkup and everything? He is like smack in the middle, like fiftieth percentile on height and weight. Yeah. So he's not the tallest in his class, and he's not the shortest in his class. But I, I, but he's always been at that percentile. There's always like there's two kids that are like up to my shoulders. Mm -hmm. Like they're a whole lot. They're like the shortest kid in class. But then there's also people like one of my friends who's at least a, an inch taller than me. Yeah. Like two, no, three out of my four friends are taller than me. Yeah, that's that's not surprising. You're you're kind of in that in that spot where a few people are gonna be taller than you and a few people are gonna be shorter than you. But don't worry, you got. I I see. I I saw what happened to your brother, your oldest brother, when he. Let's see. How old are you now? You're eleven. When your oldest brother, between 12 and 13, oh my goodness, he grew two feet. Yeah. I'm just waiting for that time to hit. Yeah. Well, you. Well, I didn't realize how much he had grown, but I realized it just because of his shoe size. Mm-hmm. Because he went hunting with me one that year before he hit his growth spurt, and he needed some rubber boots because it had been raining a lot. Mm-hmm. So I went and bought him some pair of rubber boots, and they were size nine. Mm-hmm. Well, the next year, come around, I said, hey, let's go hunting again. I said, have you outgrown those boots out there, or do you need different ones? He goes, I don't know. What size are those that you, we bought me last year? I said, they're size 9. And he laughed. I'm like, what? He goes, no, I'm in a 13. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he's in a 14 he's now. He's in a 14 now, like me. Yeah. So, but yeah. he's taller than me. Yeah, he is taller than you. And I, and I have a feeling he's probably not done growing yet. I don't know. He's only 20. Yeah, so... So he, he may have... A little bit more in him. Once he like 
70, I'm thinking you start to get shorter instead of taller. No, honey. When you hit about 35, you start getting shorter. All your all your bones start compressing. You just don't notice it till you're real old. And start then you're going like into two a feet pool. shorter than everybody else. Start going into a pool more then. Since <laughs> it's like lowering the amount of like weight that's on you, it'll start elongating your spine. Maybe. Did you know that you're taller in the morning than you are at night? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because your spine relaxes. Yep. Well, after our good weekend last weekend, we've had kind of a rough week here at the Shea household. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Uh, we, uh... We lost one of our dogs Sunday, yeah. um, and and we think that it actually happened on Sunday. Um, yeah. We had noticed that weekend before we left that uh, he was kind of away from the other dogs. Yeah, he was keeping distance away from all the other dogs. Mm. So it's like, and you always hear that they know when it's coming. Yeah, and I think he knew it was coming. But we, he was like staying away from all the mm, other dogs. Yeah. Not playing with them, not wanting to be around them. You know, just acting like his normal little self, but just that was that was different. Yeah. And uh, we were looking for him on Sunday and couldn't find him. And then we found him in one of the dog houses. Yeah. And he, he had passed. And uh, we don't know how old he he was. He was he was probably seven or eight when we got him, no, and that was seven or eight a, years they old. They said he was about four or five years old when we got him. But that was that was seven or eight years and ago. We've, we've had him for probably about six or seven. Yeah. So he was probably 12 years old. At least. least. No, so he, he was, was an old dude. Well, I mean, he was a Chihuahua, and they they live Chihuahua mix. Ch- yeah, yeah, Chihuahua mix. He was mix. not a legitimate Chihuahua. No, but he he was some he kind wasn't of Chihuahua. He was one of them mix. ankle biters. <laughs> but he, I mean, that's not like super super old for a small dog, but it's still you know he was he was in older middle age territory. No. But you know, there's there's no telling what happened. I wish we ended up figuring out what to breed he was. Yeah. But and then and then since then we've now we've got a cat that's sick. We got a cat mm-hmm. that's sick, and honestly, if she makes it through the weekend, I'll be, yeah. I'll be super surprised. I think it's just because she was an outdoor cat and she well, came inside. She's got a cold. But everything I've looked at, this, I, I did a lot of research mm-hmm. on it to see if you know. I hear a lot of stuff is bad to take an indoor cat and chunk it outside. Mm-hmm. But it says everything I've read says nothing but good can happen for a cat. That's been outside. That you bring is it in. even like you find a some feral wild cat mm-hmm. after an adjustment period, you bring it inside. It's going to do really great. Yeah, because they and they so, like being inside, and yeah. she was doing awesome. But she had been like her nose had been running a little bit, and she had been mm-hmm. sneezing for a couple of days, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And now she's like completely stopped up. Yeah. And all the research that I that I can find, um, it says that she's probably got like an upper respiratory infection. And unfortunately, we're not in a position right now where we can afford to take her to the vet because we just had to take another dog to the vet. Right. Um, because he was, he, now he's now he's elderly. Yeah, he's probably about 13 years old. He's, he's a boxer. Yeah. Everything I've read about them say, you, you know, you're doing good if you get eight years out of a boxer. Yeah. And to the point where I was always sitting there, you know, there for the last few months, every time I come home, if I don't see him right away, yeah, I'm like, you're yeah, just, yeah that's it. Yeah, you know, but. And, I, and I, then I'll see him. And then one of our kids was outside this other day, mm-hmm. and said that he it was, was looking at him, and he just fell over, walking, and just like collapsed. Mm-hmm. And when I woke up, I had messages from you to call to call you, 
neck hurts. And uh, you were telling me about it, so I went. I immediately got dressed and ran outside to check on him. And he was. He came up on. He came around and came up on the porch. And anytime I really want to give love to him, I'll walk down the porch and stand on the edge of it, and he'll walk up to me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what he did. He walked up to me, and I'm sitting there petting him. And the next thing I know, I saw him kind of get wobbly, and he just fell right off the porch. Mm-hmm. I mean, luckily I was there, so I kind of caught him, you know, preventing him from hitting the ground too hard, and it freaked me out. Yeah. You know, so we got him inside, and I, I bathed him up real good and took him to the vet. And we just didn't realize how bad of a flea problem we had in the back. Yeah. We, but we've been giving them that Brevecta and stuff like yeah. that. But it's it's just, I, in Texas, I, I don't know what's going on with the fleas, but it, it, it's bad. And we were intending on treating the yard. We just didn't realize it was as bad as it was. Yeah. Yard we is had, treated damn good now. Yard is treated now. Um, but he had, you know, Dante had fleas. And it was, with him being an older dog and then having fleas... Um, it was it was making him anemic. Yeah, and so we and like the vet when I had him up there. Like as soon as the vet took his blood to get it tested, mm-hmm. he was like, "Your dog's anemic." I can tell already. I said, "How?" I said, "By his color." I said, "What do you mean his color?" He said, "Well, the color of his blood." So you know what normal blood looks like, right? I was like, "Yeah." And he said, "Well, his blood almost looks like red Kool Aid." Yeah, it doesn't look like blood. It was bad. And so, but we got him some vitamin shots. And some vitamin pills, which you got to give him today, and yes. his, and the liquid vitamin as well. Yes. And just that vitamin shot and a couple of days of treatment, he's already doing better. He really is. And so, and then he gave us some super badass flea pill, mm-hmm. chewable thing, to the point where I was like, "Do we need to give this to him now?" And the best like, "Nope, <laughs> wait till you get home. You need to wait till you get home till you give this to him. Don't give it to him now." like why he said because within 20 30 minutes please you're going to start dying and falling off of it and you don't want that to happen in your car <laughs> i was like uh, okay so i got him home i gave him the, it was like a little treat he ate that sucker up quick i went back out i set a timer on my phone for like 25 minutes i went back out there and i, I could just touch him and dead fleas were falling off of him mm-hmm. and he said that any flea that's on him is going to die and fall off mm-hmm. and he said and for the next month any flea that gets on him and bites him Within 20 to 30 minutes, it's going to be a dead flea and it's going to fall off of you. Mm-hmm. I wonder what's in those things. It's some really hardcore medications that, that fleas do not like. It's a chemical and it comes out through their skin. I know, like garlic. That stuff yeah, is, garlic is really good like, for that. Like, it's got so many, like, skincare purposes. It does. You're like, if your right. heels are, like, peeling, like, hard, like, whatever, like, no, it's not garlic. It's actually like blending up bananas and putting that on your on your heel can make it feel better. Mm. It'll good. it'll like soften up like your mm-hmm. heel and make it not hurt anymore. And then like garlic, putting it like getting garlic and like putting it in your hair. Mm-hmm. I think it's like blending up garlic and putting it in your hair, not like directly on your scalp because mm-hmm. that can hurt. But just putting it on your hair can like loosen up your hair and make it definitely a whole lot better well i know that you can you can use garlic to get fleas off of dogs because my parents used to use um this it was like a like a food additive like a powder that you just put in the dog's food and they they would eat it up because they liked the taste of it uh but it was it was garlic based and it, it would come out in their pores and the fleas don't like the taste of garlic 
But then also, out there. It, it can get rid of mosquitoes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. You're right. And also, apparently, putting... Like, if you don't want bugs in your bed or anything, mm -hmm. put garlic under your pillow. Oh, really? Whenever you sleep. And after a while, you'll get used to the smell of it. But bugs and tons of different, like, insects and stuff like that won't go anywhere near your bed. Because of, it, of its horrible smell. Well, I wonder if you would go to go around smelling like garlic everywhere. It's not a bad smell, though. I love the smell of garlic. Yeah, people just, if like they're going to be around you, they got to deal with the smell of garlic. <laughs> it's, it's, it's for the purposes. I like garlic toast. <laughs> <laughs> all you got to do is just slap some toast all over your face. <laughs> all right. Let's talk a little bit about, let's go into politics. Because you've got a lot of stuff. All right. No, it, it's not politics per se. It's Marjorie Taylor Greene and her bat shitteriness. I mean, I I wanna, how does this, I don't understand how this woman can have any kind of followers. She's crazy and people like crazy. But to sit there and say that requiring people in Congress to wear masks is as bad as what the Jews went through during the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. And if we don't believe her, any intelligent Jew alive today would tell you that it, that would agree with her. Mm -hmm. It's the whole thing about having to show your papers, having to show your vaccine passport, and all the stuff. She's like, "Oh, well, remember in the past when we had when we forced people to show their papers everywhere they went? That was in Nazi Germany, and it was the Jews." It's like, uh, no, that's that's like not the same thing. We have to show vaccine passports to get into schools. That's not the same thing as being discriminated against because you're a specific race. <laughs> like, that's not... No. <laughs> and it, it blows my mind at the number of people who are still just in this mindset of this minor inconvenience that you're making me go through is exactly the same as the Holocaust. <laughs> and that one place that started selling that I'm not vaccinated the, yeah, badges the, made like the... Jewish star? Yeah. Well, they lost... It's a it's a hat store. And they lost their... Uh, when they started doing all this mess and, and it blew up and became viral on Facebook and, and other places, um, Stetson got involved. Yeah. And uh, Stetson is not letting them sell their hats anymore. Yeah, they pulled all their products from that store, too. Yeah, but these dinguses have, have taken out billboards about how the mask mandate is taking away freedoms and... I was like, come on, it's it's a minor inconvenience. Who cares? But what do you have over there? What do you want to talk about? The vegan teacher. That vegan teacher. That vegan teacher. So who's the vegan teacher? It's basically, a, they're basically a TikToker, and I think they have a YouTube channel, and they're basically trying to force veganism on people. Oh, so they're an evangelical vegan. Yeah, like, I'm surprised that you get, that you haven't heard of them. Like, they're all over the internet. No, well, vegans, crossfitters, and Christians like to tell you exactly who they are. And they like to try to convert you. Uh -huh. so like, just, they've made so you know, you know, You know how you tell if somebody's a vegan, a Christian, or a crossfitter? They tell you? Give them five minutes, they'll tell you. Yeah. All about it. And they'll, you know. I think, I think all of that stuff is just a, one great big giant MLM. Christianity, crossfitters. 
all that stuff. It's all one big giant multi-level marketing scheme. It's just kind of Don't look at me in that tone of voice. It's just kind of <laughs> weird how that vegan teacher thinks that, like, they bring, like, they're saying that people who eat meat are the same as Hitler because he ate meat. Oh, yeah, I bet you Hitler ate lettuce, too. Maybe. And he was an artist. <laughs> and she, and that vegan teacher has made songs, like, um, about how it's wrong to kill animals and hurt animals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then in, in the song, after she says, like, it's, it's bad to harm animals, and then says, like, a company named, like, McDonald's or KFC or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I mean, people have their own beliefs. And, I and mean, I, I'm fine with vegans, but sh- trying to force veganism on people by, like... Well, as soon as she starts passing laws that force people to be vegans, I'll have a problem with it. If she's yeah. just being an evangelical, I'm not really... I don't really care. I'm like that one guy who says, I eat twice as much meat as I possibly can, so that way I'm just completely nullifying one vegan. <laughs> There are now people are posting pictures of like these uh like forests that are gone. Mm-hmm. And it says, Stop veganism, they're destroying our world. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the one that really pissed that vegan off? This guy was telling him, so, you know, when I eat steak, man, I, oh, you start cooking it, and the mouth just waters. I said, Does that happen to you when like, you smell somebody cutting their grass? <laughs> But, you know, if you choose to be vegan, that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's all for you. That, that's definitely that's a personal like choice. like everything else. It doesn't affect me one bit. I don't yeah. care. I'm, if you're vegan and I'm not, I'm not going to try to force you into eating meat. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to trick you into eating meat. Yeah. Which is, that's, 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 that's messed up. Messed up and low down and shady. You know, I'm not going to try to force you to eat my way. You don't try to force me to eat yours. Mm-hmm. And we can both be happy. We can both be very happy. Said, so you can sit across from me eating your salad all you want to while I'm eating my steak. I don't care. And, and the thing is, like, if, if a vegan comes to my if somebody I know who is vegan comes to my house and, and we're having a meal or something, I'm going to go out of my way to make sure I have things there for them to eat. Exactly. I just you don't know? understand why she tries to force vegan. That's just how some people That's are. just how That's, yeah. the, and, that's and the only part of that. That's the only thing that I don't like about her. Is she's trying yeah. to force it on people. And make sure you say that's about her because people joke about it, whatever. But not every vegan is going to try to force their ways upon everybody else. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know that. You know, it's just the ones that do just tell them the F off. Yeah, pretty much. I think and I mean, like I said, as soon as they start using their veganism to, to pass laws to force other people to behave the way that they behave, then I'll start having a problem with it. So you can see where this is going with me. Yeah. Don't use your your religion to pass laws that have anything to do with anybody else. Right. Even if that religion is crossfitting or veganism. Ugh. But, yes, wearing a mask is nothing like the Holocaust. Marjorie Taylor Greene is nuts. It took Kevin McCarthy... Three days to denounce her. And he didn't really And he didn't even her. really denounce her. She is the face of the Republican Party. She is. She and Matt Gates came out the other day and they said they're taking over the Republican Party. Kevin McCarthy's letting them do it. 
and the one that opened that whole rally thing mm-hmm. for them. I can't tell you what his name is, but he was the one that was like very publicly against Marjorie Green uh-huh. for a while. And now they realize where their bread's buttered. Mm-hmm. Crazy cells. Yeah. Crazy cells. And she is the female version of Donald Trump. Yeah. That Matt, woman just, she's so fucked up in the head. Speak, speaking of the female version of Donald Trump, uh, Matt Gates is looking at a presidential run in 2024. Can you imagine? He's got the qualifications for it. He's a child rapist. Yeah. So Trump is going to try to... Is that what you said? I, I wasn't paying attention, to be honest. Well, if you're gonna, if you're not going to pay attention... I just kind of like... No, Trump out. is definitely running again in 2024, but Matt Gates is also going to run for president in 2024. Um, I know that um, Tom Cotton is going to run. He's a senator from uh, South Carolina. Racist as hell. Oh, my gosh. Like... Openly, openly racist. He's an awful person. He's the one that went to that white nationalist thing, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we've just got the cream of the crop running for president in 2024, and and they're going to pick from all of these idiots, and it's going to be Donald Trump again. Yeah. Hopefully, just... he'll keel over halfway through the the presidential. You know, I, I was thinking about stuff like that the other day. About you know, he's still. <laughs> A former president, he's still alive. You know, just like the guy that wrote the book about fi- how to fight U.S. presidents. Mm-hmm. He couldn't talk about a president that was still alive. Mm-hmm. So I know you can't really say a whole lot about the type of future you would want Trump to have. Right. You have to be careful. But I can say it this way, and I've been thinking about it, it's how you say it. If I woke up tomorrow and the headline of the newspaper or the... All in all, the news is Trump dead, struck by lightning while playing a round of golf. I will watch that, and I will go dance a jig in my front yard. Yeah. Yep. That is true. Some, some you know, kind of natural, natural causes. Hundred percent natural. You know. I'm not, and I, I don't. Thinking, I don't I'm want not anybody to say something about a wreck because then if he has a wreck. Yeah, then you could say, oh, well, somebody caused it or whatever. Yeah, no. natural, a heart attack while he's eating his Big Mac. You know, that would be okay, too. Struck or, by lightning one. Struck by lightning. That's completely natural. Cause. He does play a lot of golf. Maybe a stroke. Stroke while he's taking a stroke. Yeah. Okay, so I was listening, that podcast that we were listening to when, when you got into my car earlier today, they were talking about earlier what would prevent Trump from running for president again? And it turns out, according to legal scholars, that being indicted for crimes by the state of New York would not prevent him from running for president. There's nothing in there that prevents them from doing that. Right. There's also nothing in the Constitution or any other law that says he can't be president from a jail cell. So there is a future in which Donald Trump is indicted and convicted for a crime in the state of New York, is sent to prison in the state of New York, and is still the president, and does all his business from a cell. Now, can you imagine, as they were saying on this podcast, Fox News getting a phone call from the correctional facility in Yonkers, New York. (laughs) 
collect call from the president. Would you accept the charges? <laughs> In a situation like that, would, would there be like secret service there with the guards? There would have to be. They would probably have like some kind of wing set up. They would have to. And and, and who knows? And they would day, they would probably. I'm sorry, but every day it'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, sir, our phones are down. Yeah. More than likely, they would probably do something with the sentencing where it would be like some type of house arrest, you know, where where he could basically come and go as he pleased, but he would still technically be serving a sentence. And then once he got out of office, he would have to like go back to the cell or something. I'm sure they would do something because this, this would be completely unprecedented because he's right now they have convened a jury, a, a grand jury. Grand jury in the Southern District of New York, and they have said this is no longer civil. This is no longer us yeah, being nice. This is a criminal, criminal case. case, and these guys are going <clears> to... <throat> a, a grand jury is typically impaneled two days a week for a month. This one is going to be impaneled three days a week for six months. Yo. They are leaving no stone unturned and they're going to make sure that they have crossed all their T's and dotted all their I's before they indict anybody. Yeah. The only reason that Trump right now is not an indicted co-conspirator with Michael Cohen is because at the time of Michael Cohen's indictment, Trump was in office and he was being protected by the, the cover of being president. He's an unindicted co-conspirator. That's, that's how he's described in, in legal documents. But once this grand jury finishes, he's going to be an indicted co-conspirator. Yeah, and he keeps saying, they said that he keeps saying stuff like, but they can't try me for anything because I still have immunity. Mm, that's not how like, that works. No, no, you don't, buddy. You're out of office. Immunity's gone. And even like anything that happened that he might have done while he was in office... I have immunity. I have immunity. There's nothing in there that says you have presidential immunity. Nixon is the first one that tried that. He said it's not illegal if the president does it. Or uh, one of Nixon's buddies said that about the presidency. Um, but he was about to get got. And that's why he resigned. Because he knew it wasn't just going to be an impeachment. It was going to be criminal charges. And that's why Spiro Agnew... Um, not uh, not Spiro Agnew. Um, that's why... Um, Oh, crap. Who took over after Nixon? Johnson. Was it Johnson? No. No, Johnson was after Kennedy. Crap. I, I messed up on my presidents. Anyway, the next guy in office, um, he pardoned Nixon because he was about to be indicted for criminal stuff. They were just talking about that the other day. But Biden is not going to pardon Trump. No, Ford was waiting for that. Uh, it, yeah, it was Ford. It was Ford. Yeah, it was what? Ford. Gerald Ford. Yeah, it was Gerald Ford. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I've just, like, I used to be able to name the presidents in order, but it's been a really long time since I've memorized I that Animaniac song. And I know the last one. <laughs> <laughs> well, if this, this tells you how old the song is that I learned, um, the, um, the last president in that song was Bill Clinton. That's how old that Animaniac Oops, song cigar is. Boy. Yeah. Of yep, course, yep. if I was married to Hillary, I'd probably be doing that too. So. You know, they say that, but I, I, I kind of like Hillary. You know, she's she is she is the smartest one in every room she's in, and never gets the respect that she deserves. And that really pisses me off. Just as a woman, 
just really pisses me off. Can you imagine how much different it would have been? There would have been trial after trial after trial after trial. They would have impeached Hillary three times, doing their best to get her out of office and wouldn't have been able to find a single damn thing because Trey Gowdy has been trying to send her to prison for this Benghazi thing ever since it happened. Yeah. And nothing has come of it. The Clintons have been investigated either civilly or criminally every year since 1992, and nobody has ever been able to find anything on them. So either they are just that good, which nobody's just that good, or they're not doing anything, and they're just really good at being politicians. She's the one that was leading the uh, satanic, worshipping, child... (laughs) sex trafficking thing from the basement of a pizza place that didn't have a basement. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's that good. Didn't even need a basement. Didn't even need a basement. basement. Now, now you, you talk crap about Hillary, but Hillary's not the one that was on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. That was Bill. His name's in that little black book. Oh, there's probably all kinds of names in that little black book. Oh, you yeah. done? You done? No. I'm okay. So, oh yeah, there's all kinds of names in that little black book. And they, no, there's there's a lot of very rich and very famous people that don't want that little black book to come out. At all. Oh, I guarantee you Trump's name's on that book. Oh yeah, well, we know it is. He and Epstein were buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He probably up and by the damn island. But the, the thing is, Trump would always take his own plane to the island. But he's been out there numerous, many, many times. And he talks about how um, you know, Epstein's taste in women was a, was very young and how he liked it and all this other stuff. And, oh, yeah. How would you know? <laughs> hmm. Now, the Bill Gates thing is a little hard for me to wrap my brain around. Matt Gates. No, Bill Gates. Oh, Bill Gates. Okay. Bill Gates, as in Bill and Melinda, as right. in the Microsoft guy. Right. So, Bill and Melinda are getting a divorce. We right. all know this. She was going to file for divorce two years ago when Bill's name came out in conjunction with Epstein's name. Oh. Yeah. And apparently the two of them had met back a few years ago and Melinda didn't want to have anything to do with the meeting, didn't want Bill to have anything to do with the meeting, and told Bill to stay away from Epstein. And he didn't, and it pissed her off. And so she's been talking to a divorce attorney for like two years now. Um, now, I honestly don't believe that Bill Gates was on the island. Now, he may have been. He may just be the biggest creep of all. But I think that Bill Gates is one of those guys that saw Epstein as just a rich buddy. You know what I mean? He was just a rich person, and he just kind of, they they all kind of hung out in the same circles. And he just thought he was an interesting dude, and maybe he could give him some money to do more of what he, whatever he was wanting to do. Right. But, because I just... So who was Epstein? Why was he so rich and famous? He was a high-class pimp. Oh. That's why he was so rich and famous. He hung out with the rich. He was not famous. Epstein was not. He was very rich, but he got rich because of the rich and famous who he was procuring girls for. Gotcha. And well, his, that's who Trump called when he, when he ordered Melania. Melania. Wouldn't surprise me if it was. You know she's no order. 100%. 100%.
But, okay, so. I just love how all these new, I mean, it's like every time you turn on the TV or something, it's like a new case is coming out of it. Mm -hmm. yeah, either Trump or some of his people. And the big thing right now is Weisselberg. Yeah. The the Matt Gates thing. And and Cohen, every time he gets on there, he just starts laughing when they ask him about it. He goes, it's going to be fun watching them two turn on each other. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they both going to flip on each other like, like freaking pancakes, man. Oh, yeah. So they are going to go after each other bad. Because Matt Gates is a little, he's a little pissing it. But good politics to talk about. Texas. Yes. Texas finally... Finally did, did something, something right. right. So now, granted, they screw it up with the whole heartbeat bill. Anybody that can, twenty-one years of old, can go buy a gun and carry it around. Yeah. Without training. Yeah. And certification and proof that they know how to use that weapon. Mm-hmm. You can open carry a, a gun that in, in Texas. Idiot. Yeah. You can walk down the street with a fucking AR-15 on your back. Well, you could do that before, but now you can walk down the street with a pistol and have zero training. Right. But anyway, that's the bad politic, the good one. Okay, so there were um, 13 different anti-trans bills that were working their way through the Texas legislature over this last legislative session. Right. Um, they involved everything from um, not allowing trans people to use the bathroom of their choice um, all the way into not allowing trans athletes to compete in high school competitions. Um and, and, and everything in between. Uh, there was another one that was working its way through where if the parents of trans children gave them life-affirming care in order, in other words, got them to a psychiatrist or a psychologist to help them work through their transition, um, got them puberty blockers, which are used in cis children all the time with no issues, but with, with a trans kid, apparently now it's bad. Um, if they got them any type of hormone replacement therapy, um, of course, we're not doing surgery on kids. That ge that generally happens once you're past the age of 18 and you can kind of do it on your own. Everybody who talks about, oh, you're doing sex change operations on kids, nobody's doing that. that that's not happening. What they're doing is they're giving them puberty blockers and giving them hormone replacement therapy um, to help them transition into into the gender that they're, that they're supposed to be. And uh, so that bill was, was going through saying that if any parent did that for their trans child, that child could be taken away from them and, it, and they would be charged with child abuse. Mm -hmm. um, now, they could be turned in by their neighbors. They could be turned in by family members. They could be turned in by the school. Um, there was also another bill going through where any teacher who suspected a child was tra transgender had to out that child to their parents. So those were going through. Um, and it was one of those uh, reporting things that was supposed to be in the best interest of the children. But all it did was take children in Texas, which is a notoriously horrible and backward state when it comes to trans rights, and outing these children to homophobic and bigoted parents and putting them in a really terrible situation. Well, so all that... Like one of our kids has a friend that is trans mm -hmm. and cannot come out to his parents... Because he knows that his parents are extremely homophobic. Yes, and that's terrible. And I have already told my child that if that kid need to, needs a place to stay because their mommy and daddy are being awful to them, we got a couch. We'll find room. We will find room. But anyway, so all of this stuff was going through the Texas legislature, and it was it was rocketing through it. Uh, they were it, trying to rush it through. Trying to rush it through, and it was going to hit the governor's desk, and he was going to sign it. And guess what? The ACLU and all these parents of trans kids all got together and killed 
every single bill that had to do with anti-trans legislation in the state of Texas. Every one of them died. Great. We were so happy. And there were flags, trans flags, that were being flown on the floor of the house in Texas. Oh, so awesome. Can I be called in in what's going on? We were talking about all the anti-trans bills that were going through the through the legislature in the state of Texas, and how all of them are dead now. Yay! Yeah, it's that's awesome. Amazing. It's awesome. So that's something that tra- the parents of trans kids don't have to worry about. But we we have to continue to be vigilant because um, people are constantly trying to stomp on trans people. Yeah. People are constantly trying to stomp on the tra- on, on the rights of women, and we cannot let up. Nope. We're about to lose Roe v. Wade. Um, which is going to suck because uh, what's going to happen is it's going to all of these little heartbeat bills that have been passed in the state of Texas, the state of Alabama, you know, all these other little backward states. Um, they pass them in order to get challenged by the ACLU because they want to, them to work up to the Supreme Court. Because once that hits the Supreme Court, the supermajority that they have on the Supreme Court is going to kick, they're going to uh, cancel out uh, Roe v. Wade and kick the decision to support abortion back to the states, which means states like Texas would be able to make their own laws uh, with regards to abortion and um, would be able to ban it entirely. It wouldn't be a heartbeat bill. It would be a straight-up ban of any type of abortion. Um, The thing about the Georgia bill, and I think the Texas bill as well, is they're both uh, heartbeat bills, which means... um, at six weeks, um, it becomes illegal to have an abortion for any reason. Even in cases of rape or incest, you cannot have an abortion past six weeks. Well, most women don't even know they're pregnant at six weeks. Um, I found out I was pregnant at five weeks with you, but that's just because I felt weird. Because you were a weird pregnancy. Um, but I am one I of... I knew I was weird from birth. <laughs> Well, I was, I am one of the only people that I have ever heard of who found out that I was pregnant, you know, just literal days after I missed my period. That's, that's like, cause that doesn't normally happen. Um, but the weird thing about these, these bills going through, uh, Georgia and the state of Texas is, um, that not only does it criminalize abortion, it will allow anyone to sue you and the doctor, and anyone involved in the abortion, even if you have nothing to do with the pregnancy. So in other words, if you are a random dude standing outside of a Planned Parenthood screaming that abortion is murder, and you see somebody walk through the front door that you don't know, and they go inside to get an abortion, you can sue that person, and you can sue everybody at the Planned Parenthood. You tell me how that's not a massive overreach. Because what business is it of yours if somebody has a pregnancy or not? What are you looking at? I'm listening to you. I want a little bit of back and forth here. Most of the time, people get abortions because, like... They got raped and stuff like that. Yeah, there, well, there's a lot of different reasons because why people get abortions, and it's nobody else's business but theirs. Or just somebody can't physically afford to pay for a child mm-hmm. and whatnot. 
Like or feed, like they can barely keep themselves up with food and mm -hmm. shelter. Like having a child with like child stuff, like food, mm -hmm. water, or just subs, like just stuff to keep them alive. Most people can't physically do that, so they have to get an abortion for that. Yeah, and and sometimes, like if I got pregnant again, it would kill me. And so. Yep, they told us after we had after your mama had you that if she were to get pregnant and have another kid again, it would probably kill her. Yeah. So if something happened to where I got pregnant again, I would be forced to terminate that pregnancy. You know, I wouldn't have a choice. Yeah, so women have all kinds of reasons for needing abortions, and it is nobody's business but theirs. So you can get sued for well, you, getting you, an abortion? Mm -hmm. Is that what's been... Yeah, in the state of Georgia, yeah, you can. That's kind of stupid. It's very stupid. Do but you get money whenever you sue if you win like if you sue someone and like you like win it or whatever? Like kind of depends money. on what type of case you're trying to do. Like if you're trying to do a civil or a criminal case, um, you can sue people to get money out of them. You can sue people to send them to prison. You can sue people for all kinds of reasons. But in a situation like this, I think you'd be suing. Uh, you'd be suing to get money. So people can get a lot of money just by standing out, standing outside of an abortion center, just waiting there for someone mm -hmm. to go in. So now you got just a ton of money. Well, it takes time, but yeah. Well, you basically, got, you get money for not minding your own business. Mm -hmm. Like people in school be like, "Mind your beeswax." It means mind your business. Mm -hmm. If you. How long has that phrase been around? Mind your beeswax. I know you said that when you were a kid, too. It oh, annoys... It, I'm sorry. It that, annoys, that made me think of something. It annoys me that people, like, say, about. mind your business. And don't get into other people's stuff. And then stuff like this happens. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to force stop people to like, do stuff. So. Stop getting into other people's business. <coughs> just, just, no. Go die silently. <laughs> so you talking about the beeswax? It made me think about something today because this goes back to uh, Marjorie Green. Mm-hmm. Because she's just batshit crazy. Right. And I was thinking about that at work the other night, and then I started thinking, why is batshit considered crazy? Ooh, that is, is a good. That is a good question. No. no. So why, so why, why is batshit a descriptive terms to put along with crazy? Because if you say, well, that one over there is crazy, but that one over there next to them, that one's batshit crazy. Well, <coughs> that goes back to what I was asking you about either yesterday or today. I, don't, I just remember we were in the car when we were having this conversation. We speak mostly in idioms. And I just wonder if the reason that we today can't understand old English and the way that they spoke then is because of the language shift and the language drift and the way that words became other things and the way that idioms became normal speech patterns. And if somebody 200 years from now was trying to read the English that we speak today, they would be super confused. They'd be like, because we don't speak formal English. We speak a very casual and very idiom-laden language. Oh, and that and, and abbreviations. And abbreviations, like, there's some yeah. that I've had to look up, I'm like, 
I have to like look up the three letters and just search it and like, oh, okay, that's what that means. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to tell anybody why I was looking it up, but I had to look some of them up because I didn't know what they were. Like, I'm young and you would, ex- I would honestly expect people my age to understand like all like the abbreviations that's going on. Mm-hmm. 100% of the abbreviations that I see, I have to go on Google to search them up. Whenever, <laughs> I, whenever LOL started showing up, I was like, what does that mean? And I tried to go through all, like, because of possibilities and what it could be, but I could never fit something together that made sense. Now, now, I that, first thought it meant lots of love. Yeah, well, that's what I thought that's it meant. A, that, that's a good, LOL is a really good example of what I'm talking about. Because back in 1997 or 1998 or, or whenever it was that the internet first became a thing and we had these ISP uh, message boards and that's how we all communicated and you know they became bigger and bigger and bigger well around about the time that I was in college in the year 2000 2001 ish I was on these message boards and we did lol because something was funny and you say, oh my gosh, I'm laughing out loud. But you only use it if it was like a, like a literal thing. You know, like, oh my gosh, that made me laugh so hard, LOL. You know, now we're using it more as a punctuation at the end of a sentence. Oh, that's so cool, LOL. You're not, it's not something that really made you laugh. You're just using it to brighten up the sentence. So in the last using... 20 years, it has changed. Well, well that's just like, I, like I've texted stuff to somebody before. And I'm like, before I send it, I'm like, I'm going to put LOL at the end so they know I'm I'm not being like... Not being super serious. Super serious or, or sarcastic. Yeah. Now, basically, use LOL just to show people that you're a true human being and that you're just not a robot or something. Yeah. And but you did LOL my, my message. And, and I, I had Kimmy get on to me for using punctuation in text messages because he said that punctuation makes the sentence sound too final and too mean. He's like, don't put a period on that on the end of that last yeah, sentence because never, it makes it sound like you're being like yeah, mean. Like, like whenever I yeah. hear y'all's speech, what I envision, or whenever I hear people speaking, I either see it as like captions inside of my brain or as, like, different colors to, like, mm-hmm. actually be able to tell what people are saying. Like, different colors have different meanings for words. And for you guys, I don't see any punctuation whatsoever for y'all's t- speech whenever it's, like, captions. But, like, other people that are, like, strict, like, um, Aunt Hannah, I see tons of punctuation. <laughs> like, it... It's interesting. Like, I see it as punctuation being, like, you're being mean and super serious. Because that's what Aunt Hannah is, but you guys, I don't see you guys as, like, super serious for anything. So it's not, like, any punctuation there. So you see words as colors? Mm-hmm. Like, in what way? Do you see, like, colors that, that appear in front, of your, in front of your face when you... Well, basically, whenever people are talking, like, different colors flash up in, in my brain. And I just, over time, I've learned to... Memorize which colors mean what, and it's a lot of okay. So, like, what is words. color blue? The color blue, like, like when it's I it's more like sad speech and whatnot. Like, shades of blue are like, um, the word sad. Uh, All right, what about happy? Like happy would be yellow and stuff like that. Yellow and yellowish orange. What about angry? Angry red. So like so when when somebody says a specific word like if I was to say the word rainfall rainfall 
Like, what color is that to you? Uh, it's like a light blue, kind of. Like a light blue. Okay, mm -hmm. so what about, like, when I go to your room and tell you... How many times have I told you to clean your dang room? I see it as, like, black flashes of white. That's really cool. That is really cool. <laughs> Does music do that to you, or just words? Just words. Just words. That's why I don't like listening to music with words, because I can't concentrate on anything else, because all I'm just colors and colors. It, it, it annoys me at this point. point okay, I want to ask you this music. question. I want hmm. you to be serious with me when, I, when you answer. Hmm. Have you ever smoked pot? No. Okay, just make sure. Why? <laughs> just ask <laughs> uh, What he is describing is synesthesia. Hmm? That's what he's describing. And you see that a lot in autistic people. Autistic people, people with ADHD, and what have I been telling you? He's got ADHD. Didn't you guys say I'd like, that I may have ADD and other stuff like that? I'm 100% convinced at this point that you've got ADHD. But that assessment is happening. That's, I, you need to bring up that color thing to when, when, you, when you go next time. Yeah, definitely bring that up. That's interesting. That's extremely interesting because not very many people are like that. I never, th I never thought that it was something special because I never, like, hear anything about it. I just thought it happened with everybody because it happened with me and I had never talked to it to anybody. Change the subject real quick. Hmm. But you said the word special. Made me remember. Happy birthday, cardboard. Oh, yeah. oh, happy birthday, cardboard. And and our other son has got a birthday manana. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. So cardboard. Will be how old? 13. We're going to have a teenager. Ah, he's going to be You guys are going to be excited, but just wait till they're... Uh, so he's really sassy and whatnot, and just doesn't listen. Oh, I'm still, oh no, he's I'm, already sassy. He's been sassy since he was one. two. I'm still waiting for that one to grow out of a terrible tooth. <laughs> well, um, I got a couple things in sports I want to bring up. Okay. Uh, read a really cool thing about, and I don't know what state this is in, but it's the Greenwood football team. They're the Greenwood Bulldogs. Okay. And they won a state championship. And this guy posted a picture of him with a state championship ring on. And he's obviously not a player and he's not a coach. This guy has been a janitor primarily for the football team because his main he his area is the football stadium and and the field and all mm -hmm. that stuff. That's where he's the janitor of. He doesn't go to school, he's out there. And he's been the janitor there for years. And when they won their state championship and they've got their rings they ordered a ring for the janitor gave him one, too. Oh, that's so cool. And I thought that was freaking awesome. That's awesome. So, that was really cool. And then we had that uh, Javier Baez. 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 Um, I'm sure everybody has seen everybody that. Everybody has that's got been to all see it. It's Is a it? baseball play that was completely botched. Uh, it was the Chicago Cubs at bat. Pittsburgh Pirates were in the field. Baez hit a ground ball to third. And the guy went to go throw it to first base, but he threw it up the line, so his throw was off. First baseman still caught it. Nobody advanced on the throw, so that throw was not counted as an error. Uh, instead of just taking a couple steps back and touching first and getting the guy out, he just kind of slowly started jogging toward the runner because the runner turned around and started running back toward home. And while he was doing that, the runner from third 
saw an opportunity that was on third, and he went to go running home to try to score. Well, he runs home, and he scores on the play. Well, then the guy that hit the ground ball, but he goes running to first, trying to get to first now. The catcher throws it down, throws it away. Throws it to the second baseman who's coming to the first well, no, base. It was in a bad throw. That was well, yeah, it was is. a bad throw. And so and then he ended up making it all the way to second. Yeah. Well, there, there so, were, yeah, there were three throws was, that. And what was funny, because I was sitting there, we were talking about it, and she showed it to me. And I was like, well, that's not really as bad as you think, because it's only going down as one error on this part right here. And then she tells me earlier, she goes, I was like, what? She goes, you were right. I was like, about what? She said, well, the, the, the official scorebook of it was the exact way I told you it was going to be. Yeah, it was Baez reached on a fielder's choice, choice, third to first, Wilson Contreras scored, Javier Baez to second on Michael Perez's throwing error. Yep. And that's literally almost word for, for word, word exactly word. what you told me it was. <laughs> and I took my bow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that was everybody has to have seen that. That was such a weird, insane, you know, just like a peak 2021 kind of thing to happen. It was just nuts. Yeah. All because the first baseman didn't just tag the damn bag. He could have just oh, taken he a couple, had couple steps back, touched the bag, and that would have been the end of that. That would have been the end of that play. Because they, they were at two outs. See, I don't... Are you sure about that? That's what the, every article that I've seen says they were at two outs. Because if you were at two outs, then that whole thing is on that first baseman. Mm-hmm. Because if that runner stops going down the line and say there's runners on first, second, and third, right? And there's two outs. And he gets that ball, and he stands there, and he doesn't touch the bat. And that runner just stops running to see what he's going to do. And all three of those runners run across home plate, right? Mm-hmm. They all three they cross all home. Score. They all score. Yeah. And then that, that first baseman backs up, steps on first. None of those rounds, none of those runs count. Because mm-hmm. in order for those runs to count, that, that runner has to make it to first. Mm-hmm. But, so that's why I was thinking there was less than two outs. Because when no. I saw the play, I was thinking, okay, there's got to be less two outs. Or that first baseman didn't realize that there was two outs. He, he must have just blanked or something because that's, that's 100% how, but, on him. But that's when I get to how mental of a game baseball is. Mm-hmm. Because especially with infielders, Every play, you know, as soon as the, the, the pitcher starts his windup, every infielder's thinking the same, going through the same scenarios. Okay, how many outs do we have? Okay, there's a runner on third, and there's two outs. So if I, they hits a ground ball to me, I don't have to pay any attention to that runner because that runner don't mean crap as long as I get the out at first. I don't have to try to get him out at home. Mm-hmm. The easy out is at first. That's where it's going to go. If it's less than two outs, okay, well, if it's hit to this side, that guy might can score, and my only chance is just to go ahead and just give up the run and take the out. If it's hit hard, I can still check that runner and then go to first. If it's hit slow, then my only choice may to be two first. You know, I mean, you're, you're going through everything trying to figure out what you're going to do before that play happens, and then you hit that, you see that ball coming to you, and you're like, all right, here we go. 
this is how hard it's hit, this is what's going to happen. And then you got to realize, then you got to adjust based off of, did you fill it clean? Mm-hmm. Well, if you did, you go with your plan. If it didn't, then you got to readjust that quick again. Right. And so, I mean, it just, there's just so many moving parts that you people don't see. Hey. And that's like the conversation we were having when we were in, at the races with your friends, friends that were there. You know, the lady was like, you know, I can go to a game and watch it on and live, but I just can't sit there and watch one on TV. Mm-hmm. And but, then, but the, Rich was like, Rich, the guy was like, yeah, that's because you don't know the game inside the game and all this stuff. <laughs> and I, I looked at him and I was like, finally, somebody that speaks my language. And, and finally, somebody that gets it. And let me tell you, those two were at opposite ends of the table, but they talked over everyone about baseball for oh, yeah. I know 15, 20, 30 minutes. Absolutely. They were having so was, much fun. Yeah, because he understood the stuff I talked about. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I do my best, but I just, like, I didn't grow up watching baseball. I didn't grow up playing baseball. I didn't, you know, I'm I'm the fly ball. Caught. Caught. That, like, that's me. I, I just, I, but I try. I, I've, I've been to a bunch of baseball games, and I really enjoy them when I'm there. Because there's so much going on. You know, it's not just the game it's the people around you and it's the hot dog vendors and you know in sports with the covid thing no no, no, not just covid um the friend that we went to the birthday party for they went to a game Mm -hmm. a rangers game and i heard something that was at the rangers game that i've never seen at a baseball game before what's Hmm. that the guy going up and down selling beer and hot dogs and peanuts Oh yeah, he had a little. Has a card swiper. He has a card swiper. A card swiper. A card, like for like, like for card credit swiper. cards. Because normally you take your people you don't carry cash anymore. We're going to eventually be a cashless society. That's going to be interesting. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the other kids like good. <laughs> we're just going to need to figure out metal cr- credit cards so that we're not, money you know, using. No, That's right. They just money. Need it. Yeah, money is a concept, yeah. a construct. Yeah. Hey, come in here and say that stuff. Talk, this is good stuff. No, come in here. Come in here. Then don't but, talk because we have dead. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to hear but you in there. We want to hear you, but they we need just to have standards you. on everything and give me my microchip so I can just walk up and wave my hand at it. And pay right. It for it. Like I am totally on board with the whole microchip thing. Come in here and talk to us. No. Oh. <laughs> He's like no. No. <laughs> Um, but yeah, give me my give me my microchip, Mark of the Beast. I don't even care. Just let me scan it. Let me scan it. I think that would be, be really cool it. to have like little chips like the back of your hand. Don't tell don't tell your Mimi that she'll freak out. Or never just like going well, up to something, going to buy anyway something. Soon, so. Or like the first person to ever figure out that technology, um, like going up to something, putting their hand on a little scanner, and boom! Now, now the person. Well, you gotta think the technology is already there. They just have to figure out how to adjust that technology so that they can put that in your hand and your body not destroy that chip. Because you got to look at credit cards. You used to have to, like when they first started credit cards, there was no scanner. They had this little machine that had like this uh, carbon paper on it. You know what carbon paper is? Carbon paper? Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Carbon paper would be like, you would put it underneath here, and you put that on top, and if you did like this, it would show up on the bottom paper. It would transfer it. Transfer it. Did you, 
I, I think I've seen that before. I don't know. Because it would be like if this was a piece of carbon paper, right? Mm -hmm. I put it underneath this paper, and I could go, hi. And then when I moved it, it would all that high would get transferred onto there. Because okay. the carbon, the carbon paper head, it, it's got carbon on it, and it trans, yeah, it, it transfers just like ink to the, like to the page below it. But you had that thing, and you put your card in it, and they would just this little thing would just press over it with carbon paper, and it would make an imprint of your card on this piece of paper, and that's how they turned it in, sent it off to the credit card company. So they could get paid for the items that you just bought. And then it went from there to that little magnetic strip. Where you go up and you swipe your card. And it's an instant thing where they would instantly get paid. And then they got to where you don't really have off. to swipe your card. You can just insert it with that little chip. It reads that chip. Or in some places you can swipe or... Yeah, and so in, in that some chip places... is already there. They just got to figure out how they can get it under your skin where it'll stay there. Well, what what they're not they're not using the chip part of your credit card. What they're using is an RFID, which is a little signal that's coming off that off that credit card. Some of those credit cards you can walk up to them and just tap the little the little um, right the little kiosk, and it'll it'll take your payment without having to swipe. You know what's having? I want to try something. What? And then I can go to the bank and then just get a new card. Tell them I messed my other card up. I'm gonna take my debit card. And I'm going to try to jack with people now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take my credit card, and then where that chip is, mm -hmm. I'm going to cut it out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to cut that chip out. And I'm going to tape it to my palm. <laughs> and see if it'll, see if it'll gonna, read. And one of those, I'm, 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 if, or whatever card you have that you can just swipe by. Mm -hmm. I want to try to get one of those. You know you can do that with your watch. But if I can get one of those chips where it'll read... Like you have mm -hmm. to insert, you can read it. I'm gonna tape it to my palm, or or either that. Oh no! Especially put it, oh, put because it everybody's thinking that the uh, COVID shots have <laughs> microchips. I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna tape it to my shoulder, like right on my shoulder. <laughs> like cover it with makeup it with or a, something. A t no, just have a t-shirt on, because it'll go through it. Yeah, it'll go through. You just walk up and say, "Can I see your thing?" <laughs> and just lean over. I, it. I finally got my chip upgraded. <laughs> and give it to him and just like. <laughs> I got. I gotta get there now. Yeah, also, there's that. um. That's gonna be my new fun time. There's some stuff that <laughs> is being made. I think in like China or something, where it's like this little thing that goes on your hand. It's for like elderly people, and it shows like your heart rate mm -hmm. and like your friends and family can send you little emojis and stuff like that. Oh, that's Ooh. cool. But that's kind of it that it can do, and it's meant to like for like hospital patients and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So and it like so it's blends like a medical in with your skin. Bracelet, but it's not a bracelet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it connects all Digital. like right on this part of your hand. That's oh, where that's it gets cool. all that's of cool. its signals, and it, and it blends in super well. So they just need to get that, figure out how to get that. Like it doesn't have to be inside your skin. It can be like on the outside to be like camouflaged. That's some the, sort I, of I thing. I gotta get one of chips somehow. Well, and then you if, can get those if our things that you were talking about and just. Yep. If, if our bank was supported with Samsung Pay, because we both have Samsung watches, you can do that with your watch. You can you can set your debit card up or your credit card up, and you just oh, so we need to get to a bank that has that, and then I can just take that part of my watch and, and then just it, take <laughs> that to my shoulder <laughs> and walk up and say, 
Man, this one better work this time. This is the third freaking COVID shot I had to get to get this stupid microchip working. Cool. <laughs> but oh, you're that would about... be so perfect if you went up to a person that didn't that thought the microchips were inside of the things. Go up to them and be like, here, you see this little scanner? Yeah, it's going to pop up something right here if, if there's a microchip in your thing. So you put up at their COVID shot. But what you do is you have one of those little chips in your hand. In your hand. Yeah. And what you do is you say, okay, so I have to swipe my hand over this for it to activate. So you do that, you put it up to their thing, and then you swipe it. And then it's going to beep, and they're going to be like, oh, I knew it. And then you're going to put it up to your <laughs> arm without any swipe, and it's going to beep. That would be perfect. Well, Chinese, you're talking about in China, man. They come with a lot of cool stuff. It's just like I was reading a thing about there was a Chinese startup company that has managed to be able to 3D print rhinoceros horn. Oh yeah. I heard it with the same genetic fingerprint as a real rhinoceros horn. To where you can't really you cannot tell them apart. And what they're gonna plan on doing is 3D printing a lot of these and they're gonna flood the Chinese market with these things and sell them for one eighth of the price that people are getting for real rhino horns. And it's going to eventually drive those guys that are doing those poachers out of business because the amount of money that they're going to be getting for rhino horns is going to be so small. They're not going to, it's not going to be worth the risk mm -hmm. of going out and poaching rhinoceroses. They, for need to make, they need to make like an entire like group of people like, like that all have 3D printers or like a ton of people... They all pitch in to get tons of 3D printers or or whatever they need for that. Do that and then go all around the world. And then just stop rhinoceros poaching and then go on to another animal that's near That's what they're working station. on. Oh, that's, I mean, that's, that's how stuff starts. I mean. Okay, so this is a change of subject, but I just came across this on Facebook. What time are we looking? Uh, we're, we're, this is a supersized podcast. We're already over an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. already? So, um... The first part of it, the first part of this podcast, I don't think was rolling along as as, as holy crap. Yeah, we are way. Yeah, over. <laughs> I don't think the first part of this podcast was awesome, but I think it has become a little more awesome as we've gotten on. But um, I came across a post here on Facebook, and you know all of those uh, posts where you see. So what was your, what was the car that you passed your driver's test in? And um, what's your favorite color? And um, what's your porn name? Is your middle name and the first car you had? And, no, I heard you. Um, if you had to marry your spouse where you met them, where would your wedding have been? You know, and all of these questions that people are asking, stop answering, answering them. Because what they're doing is they're mining for information. Because your first car, that is an answer on your bank password. And um, sometimes, what's your first pet's name? And, you know, what is your mother's baby name? Go back and watch Now You See Me. Yeah. Exactly. That's how they got all his information. Exactly, because they needed okay, his mother's maiden. What's his mother's maiden's name? Whatever. Uh, m my name before I met your dad. Before we got is married. my maiden name. Oh. It was Hopkins. I thought it meant like, like their mother's, like, uh, like what is it called? Like a person that works at your house or whatever. No, 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 no. That's, I that's thought not. it meant something like that. No. <laughs> you thought it was a, like a name. What was your maid's name? Yeah. <laughs> that's what it meant. You maid? know what our maid's name is? Dad. Dad. Um, no, but a maiden name, maiden is just means unmarried. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a patriarchal thing. It's a, it's a bunch of BS. 
But anyway, that comes from the patriarchy. I'll teach you about the patriarchy, my son, because I don't want you to be harmed by it. <laughs> hey, the patriarchy harms men just as much as it harms women. Just like this. Hey, you know what archaeology is, right? Mm -hmm. What is it? Isn't it like the study of rocks and fossils or something like that? Yeah, like digging up stuff? Yeah. You know why most archaeologists are women? Why? Because they have a natural ability to dig up shit in the past. <laughs> Love you, honey. I know you do. It's okay. All right, so you got anything else you want to talk about before we bring this supersized podcast to a close? Um, I was a little stupid joke. Um, you know how people milk cows, right? Hmm. I mean, you know, you know people milk oh, cows. Yeah, like, there's, like they either do it by hand, which is, I honestly think is a bit weird and yeah. gross, but then there's also got the machine. machines. And you know how they milk sheep? No. <laughs> Tell them the election was stolen and ask for donations. <laughs> what? I'm confused. <laughs> I don't understand. Hey, what do you call a timid bovine? What? A coward. <laughs> what? I'm confused. You know, and that brings up another thing. I'm really upset with you. Why? You've let me down. Has he let you down? There for a while. Like every few days. He would come up with his one of his little silly one-liner jokes. Oh, I know, and he has the best jokes. He, I don't know where he gets them from, but he's always got these really good ones. But um, he hasn't had any in a while. That's true. You need to step up your game, man. <laughs> I can't really remember making jokes. <laughs> I look forward to those jokes. Hey, what do you what do you call? What do you call a cow during an earthquake? Hmm. A milkshake. Hmm. What do you call what do you call a cow that doesn't give milk? An utter failure. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did the what did the daddy buffalo say to the to the kid buffalo what? when he sent him off to school? Bison. <laughs> I was waiting for the rest of the joke to finish. I had heard that one, but it's still a good joke. <laughs> All right, then we're in. My favorite is when he told us one of his first ones is how do you make a handkerchief dance? Oh, you put a little boogie in it. In it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't been finding any jokes that I find funny. Like I, I most of the jokes that I told you guys were ones that I actually myself found, but there was like hundreds of other jokes that I found, but I. Didn't find funny at well, all. Well, you need to step up your game on that, man. Yeah. I really look forward to getting those from you all the time. All right. Well, I think okay, we're ending on a good tips. note. I think this is a good time to end. Yeah, so, again, um, happy birthday, cardboard. Happy Glad birthday to cardboard. He had a good day with his kids. Good. He got. They went to. They kind of did like bar hopping, but instead they went to different breweries. Oh, sweet. And he said that his son got drunk, <laughs> got home, had to take a nap, and he said, but they had a lot of fun because one of the brewers they stopped at. They laughed and joked about it a lot because he said the beer there was absolutely horrible. Aww. <laughs> but they drank it anyway because yeah. they were there. He said it was bad. Aww, that's <laughs> terrible. But he's excited because his wife, I don't, he, he was telling me all the stuff his wife got him. But the one he seemed like the most excited about was she bought him a bunch of uh, Call of Duty points. Mm -hmm. And so he got to get some of the stuff from on uh, the Call of Duty games. 
because right now they're doing an 80s action heroes thing. Oh, gosh. And, like, one of your skins is you can get Rambo mm -hmm. or John McClane. Rambo? <laughs> of course, immediately I got John McClane. That, I had to get that one. Right. Cause, and it's funny because, like, when we're playing zombies, if you shoot one of the zombies in the head or if you shoot rockets at people in Warzone, he'll yell out in John McClane's voice, Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> and I was getting so frustrated with it and, and aggravated because he just, he wouldn't say the main one. The yippee ki yeah. And finally today, when we were playing zombies a little bit ago before we got on the podcast, I, I think I hit one with a tomahawk or something, and he, he did it. He said, yippee ki motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, yes, thank you, finally. <laughs> I was going to be so pissed that I just wasted my money because he didn't do the yippee ki -yay. Well, I mean, that's John McClane. That's John McClane. Yeah. But that was just, oh, I was so happy when he finally <laughs> said it. And then a little bit later, because we were playing with my son, oldest son, and he was like, oh, I just heard him say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think this is a really good place to end. We're ending on a good note. Um, tell everybody where they can find you. On, um, um, what's that thing called again? On Twitter. Twitter, yeah. Vonshea129. And then you can find me, Cricket, at Cricket Shay, on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on TikTok. Um, I have a TikTok account, but I can't remember its name. I'm on, I have a TikTok account, but I don't post videos. I just watch them. Yeah. And we, I love that fucking construction dude. Oh, that, that construction dude, oh, is, he's legit. He is so great. He man. is so funny. And he's had people actually make up merchandise and send it to him, like with like stickers with like the little Ricky, yeah, and oh, different things yeah, like that. Yeah. And he every now and then he'll do a hide and seek thing. He'll like show another little video of his truck. He goes, "I'm gonna, tomorrow. I'm gonna be heading from this spot to this spot. First person that says, "Hey, I see you," I'll pull over. I give you hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. But, I like it. Yeah, it's really cool. I like, I like him. Is my favorite one, and the woman that all, all has just her bottom part of her face painted like oh a yeah, skeleton. like the skeleton. Because she's always smiling real big, and she's got a really beautiful smile, and mm -hmm. it looks really cool when she smiles with that skeleton, with the skeleton uh, yeah. on her too, and, and when she gets all excited and happy about stuff, you know. I like watching the the ADHD. There, there's a lady on there that does a lot of uh, a lot of videos about ADHD, and it I, I like. I mean, I knew I had ADHD and because I'm being treated for it and everything, but just like some of the stuff she says, I'm like, oh, I do that too. Oh, it's like the one that you sent me the other day, and he goes, this is what it's like, this guy, so this is what it's like living with a woman with ADHD, and his wife was standing behind him, and he goes, hey, honey. She goes, yeah. She goes, what'd you get at Walmart today? I got two plants. What else did you end up getting while you were out today? She showed her arm. I got a tattoo. What'd you go to Walmart for? And it was something like eggs. How many eggs did you get? None. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I do that all the time. <laughs> well, it's like today, uh, or a few weeks ago, Cricket went and got her nails done. Yeah, I can see. And then she's like, well, I'm not going to do the glitter this next time. I'm going to do something different. And she comes back, and I noticed, I was like, it looks good. 
Well, you did glitter again. She goes, I know. I saw the glitter and I went, ooh, glitter. <laughs> yeah, I've been... They're, so, they're gaudy as hell. My, nail, my nails are like super gaudy. I've been looking at your nails all day and I, I just want to say I love them. They look yeah, really good. Yeah, they're like, they're like white glitter. I mean, like they look like frozen. I look like Elsa with that my white glitter cool nails. Glows in the dark. I know. Oh, that would, that would look really cool. But, uh, but yeah, my nails are just like gaudy as hell, but they're awesome. I love them. Ow, just They're not going to match anything in my wardrobe. <laughs> well, everybody, we're sorry we took so long today. We didn't realize we were going to go this long, but we had a lot of stuff to go about since we missed last week. Uh, We've had like a lot of Like always, um, I, I still think we're going to end up doing something we talked about before. And don't freak out. Shutting down the Shade Lounge and switching it to something different. Just, just a different name, different just a different... Because this Different really feel. should be called Rabbit Trails, or some. Well, there's too many. There's too many other podcasts that are called Rabbit Trails, so Something we need to come like up with some creative name. That's you know we'll we'll, we'll leave that to we the. Do. We we rabbit trail yeah. amazingly, but it, that's how it keeps it flowing. Well, let's leave that to the listeners. Um, come both of help, you. yeah, both of you. <laughs> um, come up with a good name for us. You know, something creative, something punny. You know, uh, that that we can call this. So that we can just rebrand a little bit, and and go from there. Cause, yeah, we we don't we don't have we we tried the the topics thing and we and that worked for about two weeks and we were just like no this doesn't work anymore. It just it just doesn't. Cause we just follow our brains, our little ADHD brains. Cause this whole the whole family has ADHD. We eventually get back to biscuits. Eventually get back to biscuits. <laughs> yeah. So, Got to talk about bad wiener day first. Yep. So, oh, okay. I slept on it wrong. <laughs> Try to scrunchie. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we love you, and we'll see you next week. Bye.